I'm surprised actually that you found out that you were undocumented really late. Or I don't know when when did you come to this? To the I came. I came at eight years old. <gasps> yeah. What? How did you find out very late? I probably would have found out my senior year, but because of nursing, I found out like my junior year of high school. And actually, I really never thought about why. Well, I thought about it. I'm like, how come I never knew? Like my parents never told me. And at the same, like that whole listen, yeah. that whole thing like took a while for me and my parents to like settle mm-hmm. down. And I, at one point, I was really mad that they didn't tell me. But at the same time, I'm like, listen, they're doing what they can. So, like, you know, I can't really blame them. So it was just, like, back and forth of, who do I blame? Like, what I want to put a blame on somebody. Yeah, so this is interesting because um, I actually found out when I was in second grade in elementary school. So you found yeah. out very late, too late maybe. And I found out very early, too early perhaps. And how i found out is this was my first year in an american Mm -hmm. school i was in second grade and my teacher um she told us to write about our saddest experience right and um hopefully i don't cry because i I always feel bad so i guess it's she expects expected for kids to write like oh when my barbie doll broke because th- those were oh. examples she would she was giving when i i had a birthday and um i didn't get the present that i wanted so it was a very innocent question but here goes little old me. Like, oh, i'm gonna write y'all a story <laughs> so i go and i take out my notebook and i'm like okay so how do i write how do I express my, this, this big story that I recently experienced? And I started writing about... Um, so the saddest experience for me was when I was separated from my mom coming to the U.S. And I started writing about my whole experience of how I got here. And that, unfortunately, for me to come safely to the United States, I had to be separated from my mom for like a couple of days. But you know, for a kid, it feels like a week Mm -hmm. or two weeks, right? So I wrote about that. And later on in dismissal, my teacher calls to my mom and she's like, can you stay behind for a bit? I have something to talk to you about. She tells my mom about what I wrote and she said, listen, she's not in trouble. Nobody's in trouble. I kind of advise you guys not to ever mention this freely do not talk about your status freely because you don't know who's listening and even if you're not like deported from a malicious person their judgments can affect your your child so just talk to talk to your daughter and tell her hey maybe don't talk about this anymore and then that's when my mom sat me down and explained everything and at that moment i guess i couldn't grasp it however as i went through my my school life and then in elementary not middle school when i guess i was a bit more understanding and started hearing about all my friends dreams and stuff like that i'm like i can't do that here i why should i dream i can't really dream here and my mom wanted me to be a teacher and I was also considering being a teacher, but I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna work here. Where am mm-hmm. I gonna go? I don't I don't know my country anymore. So I can't go back to my country and work there. Like there's a reason we came here and we left there. Throughout my whole elementary and middle school and I would slowly start, I guess, getting more and more Aww. upset and depressed with like 
me being undocumented and I was angry with myself. I was angry with America. I was angry with I don't think I was really angry with them with my parents. Maybe I was mm-hmm. upset because I couldn't enjoy my childhood and just dream like everybody else dreamt. But at the same time I was like, I guess it's a good thing because my dreams were not really crushed in high school. I hated America. I'm like America sucks. I hate America. The land of the free melting pot? No. Who who said that? Who's lying to you? They're they're kicking people like me out. They're separating families like me. And I just don't understand why why America is seen still as a place where like everyone can come and make their dreams come true when there's so much exclusion of groups who do not meet the legal requirements especially for those who had no choice like I came when I was what six years old and you came when you were eight why do are we giving such harsh limitations why like the DACA, I was going to apply for DACA, however, because of fear, because it wasn't something solid, I never applied for it. I never finished My the application. My mom had the same She told me the same thing. Yeah. We were right there. Like, the lady was in front of me across from the desk. We were filling out everything. And then my mom was like, you know what? No, can you rip up that paper? Can you rip it up? And she's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. She ripped it up and gave it to my mom to take home the application. I At that moment, though, I did have, like, conflicting feelings i was like no that was my freedom that was my freedom i don't care that was my freedom for at least two years for at least two years i was gonna be free i was gonna feel normal i was gonna be able to get a job for at least two years and who knows maybe in those two years something was gonna change something did change we got president we limited it down to one year but i could i would have still been able to renew it However, I do understand the fear and I'm not that, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I am a little bit angry <laughs> and resentful, but I'm not that angry and resentful, resentful because I understand where she's coming right. from and I understand that it is not something that is solid. You had to, you always had it in the back of your mind. I don't I spent lots of years just crying and envying people who were able to travel because oh, I'm girl. like, can I even add one? Oh, when I was told, oh my God. So I went to the Mexican consulate and they were handing out flyers for like, it's called an educational Mm -hmm. window. And I went back to the educational window and I'm like, okay, um, I want to apply for college. She said, she gives me a pamphlet of like the CUNY colleges and I look through it. And during that sit-in, when we were doing applications, she's like, have you looked into scholarships? And I'm like, I don't think I can apply to scholarships. She's like, yeah, you can. There's this list of scholarships that are, are that don't require a social security number, that don't require any citizenship. They, you just have to do an essay or something. And I'm like, okay, cool. So she gave me this semi-thick packet of a bunch of different scholarships so there was a lot of scholarships that I did not fall under especially those that were for yeah. high school students as well not too. and I'm like this existed <laughs> I told my guidance counselor that I was undocumented like I told her that I I don't know if I can go to college because I don't have the funds to pay for college and she's like don't worry I'll look into it and she comes to me during lunch pulls me aside and she's like I think I found a call a scholarship for you oh oh wait 
you don't have a social security number, right? And I'm like, no. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Never mind. She leaves. And I'm like, thank you for leaving me with the heart pain. <laughs> I want it to be a requirement for guidance counselors, for any person who's supposed to help you in your school career know about these things. I want it to be a requirement to at least know who to send this mm -hmm. student to for more information. Because most of them don't know anything. They just tell you, I don't know what <laughs> to tell you. I don't know. I agree that counselors and advisors should be well known. For me, it was through an organization that my mom told me like, hey, there's a scholarship to their workshop and I did and I sat there and like I ended up doing the scholarship that same night like they had like computers in the room so I just filled it out I mm -hmm. got the requirements that I needed and then like you know I was accepted and then from there like boom I found the student council at BMCC I met Tiffany I met Aziz I met Oliver I met all of them like I met all of them while I was writing my essay for not the dream.us but like for the Jose Peralta scholarship And, you know, mm -hmm. she, Tiffany was the one who helped me with my uh, with my essay. And then later on, they invited me into their group. So, you know, you'll get to like where your place is, where your niche is. Just don't be scared to, mm -hmm. you know, go for it because, you know, or else you're just gonna like still be dwelling on those emotions. There has to be a point where you just like had enough and you want change. So, you know, you have to go outside mm -hmm. and get it. Sometimes it may come to you, but sometimes, you know, depending how your life is, you know, sometimes you just have to go and get it. Yeah. We understand your emotions of scared, hopelessness, but at the same time, we were there too at one point. However long it may take you for you to realize that those feelings exist, but at the same time, there's people like us who are able to continue with school also exist. So it's just understanding mm -hmm. those two things and then making a decision and we encourage people there is still hope for us mm -hmm. <laughs> even if it seems like there's no hope for us there is still hope for us we just want to help students that were in our situation or currently are at the same time if you have needs you have to make sure that you say it that you have needs that you mm -hmm. have to meet your needs or you know because otherwise it's just going to stay silent It's very important to understand yeah. self-advocacy, being there for yourself when you need to be. All right. Um, I know we mentioned Tiffany Aziz, Jackie, and Albert a lot. They are part of the student council. They're like the head and like they also are sort of in a way mentors. Like they do help you. Um, they're always ready to help you. If you feel like you resonate and like feel like you want to be part of this, we are building our own newsletter. And also we're planning to launch our Instagram page So we will have that sooner. Hopefully we'll end it here. Yep. Everybody have Bye. a nice day. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening.